how you can go about your own spiritual life. And so it's another Sunday. Welcome to the program. But now we have online, which is Susan Phelans from the University. Good afternoon and welcome to the program. Good afternoon, everybody. I would like to share today on yielding to God in the various levels that he speaks of. I train horses for a living. If you do not, you cannot train a horse unless he lets you. Because a horse is far, far stronger than a human being. And trying to whip a horse into submission is not going to get loyal work out of that horse. But to win his confidence and his trust, then he will work for you faithfully all the days of his life. So as you train a horse, it is to win his confidence and teach him step by step through your aids. An aid is your command, walk or trot or canter or stop being the most basic. And a horse, as he responds to you, can become so sensitive to the lightest touch that people can get on this horse and bring out the beauty of this horse to a high standard of obedience and beauty. In the same way, when we yield ourselves to God and trust God, He is then able to do far more than we could ever think possible through our lives, in and through our lives daily. And so, Basically, I learned from the horses how I should yield to God. And basically, when you come into prayer, the first thing we have to deal with is the sin and the flesh. Because of the fall of man, sin, sickness and death came into the world. So we have to fight this to say no to sin and yes to God, to turn from sin and follow God after righteousness because righteousness gets, makes you strong, but sin makes you weak and you cannot pray if you are sinning and sin is in the way because it blocks you off from a holy God that cannot look on sin. So if you have sin in your life, the first thing we must do is repent of that sin and ask God to forgive us. And God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us every sin. And then we can come into his presence. The next level of prayer is in the soul region. And here we have to often deal with the will because we want to do what we want and we don't always want to do what God wants. 
just like a horse that wants to go and eat grass and not listen to you or run for the stables and not stop. You have to get the horse's will in submission to your will. He's got to say no to his wishes to do the rider's wishes. The same with God. We have to say no to what we want to do and yield ourselves to do what God wants us to do. The next area that we may have difficulty with in prayer is the mind and the intellect. We think, oh, I like this scripture, but I don't like the other scripture. But as we begin to agree with every sentence of the Bible, the Lord is able to transform our minds. So we think like Jesus thought, with love, forgiveness, charity one to another. The next level we may come to is our emotions. Sometimes it's difficult to pray when you would prefer to sleep or give up. And you think, I cannot, I cannot do this now. I'm, I'm tired. I want to sleep. I don't want to carry on in prayer. But then you realize it's not what I feel, but what God feels. And you press on to come into God's presence. And once you do that, you come into the spirit realm where it's face to face, heart to heart, spirit to spirit with the living God who loves you so, so very much. When you come into this level, up to now you have worshipped God in praise and adoration and worship. And you come into his spirit realm in worship where you love God with all your heart and you just pour yourself out to him in prayer. And he in turn touches your heart and brings into your life a Peace that passes all understanding and his love that enfolds you. At this level, you start to really enjoy prayer. You enjoy his presence and you wait on him and your mind calms down until you can hear his still small voice. And then comes the area of giving yourself to relationship, fellowship, where you speak to God and discuss the issues of the day and the Lord speaks to you and tells you how to deal with the issues of your life or opens up the Bible to you. It is here that God said once, two months ago, take command over the ball or sickness. And I obeyed God and there was immediate deliverance in Dura town in Sierra Leone. And this opened the way to then pray through more towns and more towns. And right now we have, God has set free five towns and cities and seven village regions where there's no more Ebola 
in the east part of Sierra Leone. And next week, Bobo will go into the northern area and we will pray and do crusades every night in those towns so that God can also deliver those towns and villages from Ebola sickness. So basically, when you hear God and do what he tells you to do, God confirms what he tells you to do with his signs and wonders. In this area of fellowship, I will also lift up friends that are sick and I say, Lord, how do you want me to pray for them? And the Lord will show us how to pray for that person and sometimes involve you in that area. This is also where he opens up the scriptures to me and teaches me through the Bible. And then the last area is the area of revelation when the Father speaks. It may be a call on your life or it may be a command like taking authority over a ball or virus or praying for a friend or to meet a certain person that day because God has a divine appointment for you to lead that person to Christ or to pray for that person so Jesus can heal them. So this is the general uh, prayer time, which may take an hour or even two hours. It doesn't matter. We must not rush through prayer because prayer is the most important part of the day because it's in prayer where we get our instructions to go through the prayer successfully and get the work done effectively and well. Because I know when I don't pray, I can waste a lot of time and I have a lot of work to do and I need to do it well. So I find by planning in prayer, I can get through the day so much easier and far more, get so much more done in that day. And I don't miss the divine appointments that God has for me. So very, very important. And I have learned that the more yielded I am to God and the more obedient I am to him, the more he can do through my life. I'll tell you one story where God's ways just did not make sense to me. My horse, George, was stolen by a very unreasonable person. A person that would defy the law. And I knew it would be difficult. So I came to the Lord and said, Lord, how do I get my horse George back? And the Lord led me to the most difficult verse in the Bible, which says, If he take your cloak, give him your shirt as well. And I said, Lord... How will this get George back? And the Lord said, wait. Uh, Sometimes it's very difficult to wait when somebody's stolen something from you and you want to go and get it back straight away. But I knew I had to obey God and wait. And I did wait. And I waited more than a few days. And then the Lord spoke. He says this morning, you put some money in an envelope 
go to where you know where the stolen horse is and hand that money over to the person who has stolen your horse and she will release George to you today. Well, that seems a bit strange, doesn't it? But I obeyed and I went over to that stables where I knew the horse was and the lady was actually there and her daughter was riding my horse in circles and I sat next to her on a straw bale and handed her the envelope of money and I said, I know that actually inside you want to do the right thing and release George to me today to take him home so I have brought you this gift of money she counts it very very slowly and turns and says I will do the right thing you can take George now she calls her daughter tells her that I've come to collect George and she jumps off and hands me the reins and my horse nearly pulls me back up into the horseback box he is so keen to come home and I drove him home praising God but this was not the end the next day I had a phone call from this lady she says I could not sleep last night first I did the terrible thing of stealing your horse and you do nothing about it. And then you give me an envelope of money. What made you do such a thing? And I said, it is because God loves you. And she says, how can God love me? I am the worst person I know. I have hurt so many people in my life. I said, Jesus loves you so much that he sent his only son to take your sin, your sickness, your problems, your past upon himself on the cross so that you could repent and he could forgive you and give you a new life. And this lady bursts into tears and she says, I will never hurt anyone ever again. How can I become a Christian? And I led her through the sinner's prayer and that lady's life was totally transformed and she never ever has hurt anyone again but instead does good to everyone she meets to make up for the bad she did before she prayed to Jesus. And this is the love of God. And sometimes obedience means to do what I did with George, to totally yield to God, even if it meant I would never see my horse again and do things his way. And God's love is so great that because I obeyed, God was able to change that lady's life and give her eternal life. So it is important to hear God and obey him, even if things seem totally strange or unreasonable. Obey God and see him do a miracle through your life.
and some of you have never received Jesus and would like to receive Jesus now. You see, Jesus died on the cross to break the curses that Adam and Eve brought on this earth through the fall of man. And he came to take our sin, our sickness, our death upon himself and allowed man to crucify him to the cross where he died and was buried. And then he cancelled the agreement that Adam and Eve made with the devil for those of us who choose to believe. And I chose to believe on the Son of Jesus. And then on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead in total and complete victory over sin, sickness and death. And if you want to be set free right now from sin, sickness and death by receiving Jesus, he wants to forgive your sin, heal your bodies and give you eternal life even now. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Please forgive me of every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you just said that prayer, you are now born again to eternal life. But some of you are also sick. So if you are sick, any of you are sick, lay your hand on your sickness or your pain right now. It says in the Bible that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this victory Jesus won on the cross. And every sickness has a name and every demon has a name. And at the name of Jesus, they have to bow their knee and go. So we speak to your sicknesses. Speak to your sicknesses with me and say, Sickness, name your sickness. Leave my body now in Jesus' name. Now speak to your pain. Say, pain. Leave my body now in Jesus' name. And that pain's got to bow the knee and go right now. Speak to your body. Say, body, be healed in Jesus' name. Your body also has to obey the name of Jesus and become healed in Jesus' name. Now pray to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, please lay your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name and some of you will be healed now, now. In fact, some of you may even want to phone up and say, guess what? The Lord's just healed me of this or that. We've had paralyzed people get out of chairs and walk. We've seen blind eyes open. We've seen all manner of disease and sickness leave body. We've even heard of people with Ebola being instantly healed. So you can phone in the radio station if there's time and share your testimony because that builds other people's faith 
and then they realize that God is all power and all authority for Jesus is truly alive right now. And if you've said that prayer, I'd like you to pray every day, get to know God, like in the talk I've just given you, get to know him in prayer. Join a Bible-believing church. Buy yourself a Bible and read it because a Bible will teach you how to walk in truth and righteousness. And share with someone what you have done. It's good to share your faith with others. The other thing you'll need to do is get baptized in water and then get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And there are good pastors in your town that will be able to talk you through that. And I will also be sharing about these things on radio. I'd like you now to pray with me because if you're born again to eternal life, you have authority to take authority over Ebola virus. So pray with me now against the Ebola virus in your area. Say, Ebola virus, I command you, leave my area, my village, my town, whatever it is, right now in Jesus' name and go back to where you originally came from. In Jesus' name. We command you stop in your tracks and that no more people die in my area of my country from this moment on in Jesus' name. Now let's just pray to the Lord. Lord, we call on your name. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers and you answer our prayer. Thank you, Lord for protecting your Christians in our country against Ebola sickness. And Lord, we pray that many may receive you as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your deliverance from this terrible, terrible Ebola virus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I'll hand back now to our host. God bless you. Keep close to Jesus. He loves you so much.